0: Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas with a simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that.
1: While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and look at my feet it is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and well, they still did not believe, it was because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. He took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you, well, I was still with you, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for a forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you What my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of the Lord.
2: So, friends, today we are completing our 50-day journey with the Holy Spirit as we have explored what does it mean to have a relationship with the Spirit, to be guided by the Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to be uh, led by the Spirit. And I hope it's been as meaningful for you as it has been for me. Uh, I've really, really loved rediscovering a deeper connection with the Spirit. Um, what we would like to do on today is we're going to embrace the weirdness of departing from a sermon, a typical sermon, to do something different. What we find Jesus saying there in the instructions with his followers in Luke chapter 24 is he gives them a new role, sends them out with a new uh, function to have in this world, and it is to be God's witnesses, to bear witness to what Jesus is doing, what the Spirit of Jesus is doing, and to bear witness to the kingdom of God as it's going and extending into this world. And that continues to be our role. As followers of Jesus, we are called to be people who are prepared to bear witness to what God has done in our midst. And so what we've done here, I need Jacob, can you help me out here? All right, so Jacob, Jacob's going to walk around. If you are literate and like to read out loud, raise your hand. You're going to read something here on this sheet of paper. Can I have a couple of literate people? Be proud. You worked so hard to be literate. So be proud of that. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to open up a time for people to share. And I know for me, I have bad, bad memories of camp experiences when I think about the say-so, the camp say-so where people share witnesses. So we're going to do it in a different way than that. But I think it's really important for us to have uh, opportunities to share. Okay, so I just want to give a recap of what we've done in these last 50 days, okay? So week number one, we talked about... What the spirit is not, and what the spirit is, and how the spirit could be uh, misunderstood as some like weird force, like the Star Wars, right? Like some weird force that's out in the world. But we actually talked about the spirit is God's personal presence, and God's spirit is not a what, it's more of a who a person that longs to know us and to be with us. Week two, we explored the idea of the Spirit as the breath of God. One of the most common ways of understanding the, the word Spirit is actually this understanding of breath and how the Spirit is like God's divine respirator for our souls, breathing life to us and reminding us that God is as close to you as the air that's inside of you right now. Week three, we talked about what it might mean to walk in the Spirit. We reject a life that follows empty religion or self-centered desires that's, a law, that's, a, that's following the law in the flesh. And in, in opposite to that, what we do is we begin to follow the Spirit, walk with the Spirit. And we explore that as a community. And one of the ways we know that we're walking in the Spirit is that certain fruit begin to emerge from our life. Week four, we talked about the sacred challenge of discerning the leadership of the Spirit in our lives. We looked at the story of the Ethiopian eunuch and someone who could not be further from being religiously included, and yet the Spirit was at work, at work drawing in that individual into God's kingdom. We remember that the Spirit wants to direct our lives in the same manner. He wants to direct us to fulfill God's desires and purposes. Week five, we explored the concept of the Spirit as an instrument of justice. Andrew Fike shared a great message that Jesus was filled with the Spirit for a purpose, and it was to bring about deliverance, justice, mercy, and healing. The Spirit is not done in Jesus' day. The Spirit is still at work in you and I to fill us and empower us to be instruments of justice as we seek to embody mercy in the margins of our society. Week six, we talked about how God's longing is to be with God's people. We talked about the adjective, the fake adjective of God's withness, that God is a God of withness. God's faithful presence finds its culmination, not only in Jesus coming to this world, but through the Spirit who's now with us and within us. And our role now as people filled and led by the Spirit is to be Present in the world, to be with the world as well, as a demonstration of the witness, withness of God. It's hard when it's not a word, you keep saying it incorrectly. Week seven, Fab shared how the Holy Spirit has the goal of power, and this power is counterculture than the power we see at work in our world. This power is not to build and prop ourselves up. This power is actually to build up the community of Christ followers, the people who want to love people well and love God well to build us up so that we can be an expression of the body of Christ in this world. It's to build up each other, encourage each other, lift each other up. And so here we are. And in these seven weeks, we have sought to move through just having sermons and content, but actually meeting in homes and coffee shops uh, to talk about how are we experiencing this. We've had this journal where we're actually having 50 days of, of practices that we've been trying to enact in our life as we discover and, and enact a life with, with the Spirit. And I just hope and pray that at the end of this that you are seeing the Spirit and your relationship with God a little differently. And for me, I truly hope that everyone here to some degree has experienced this idea of having friendship with the Spirit. But today is not a day where I'm supposed to be talking So the rest of this time is for you. But don't worry, we have a structure to make it less weird than you're afraid of right now. So first off, we're going to do a little poll, a live poll. Please get out your phone. This is the time where the pastor can say, please, act like you're bored with the sermon. Get out your phone. We're going to do a little bit of poll where you're going to see a QR code. uh, Or you could join it through here. And we're going to have an opportunity to hear from one another So this is me talking, filling up time while you guys get this ready. And thank you guys for volunteering to read out in a little bit. So we're going to have a couple questions here that we're going to process together. Okay, here we go. The first question that we have here is, Before this experience, what emotion did you have when you thought of the Spirit? So these questions we're going to be processing our relationship with the Spirit. So before this experience, what emotion did you have when you thought of the Spirit? So we're seeing peace is the most common one. We also have comfort, confusion, uncertainty, mystical, a ghost emoji face, very, very good. <laughs> apropos for the day, apropos for the day. Vague, strength. Kind of blank. Confusion, contentment, freedom, ignorance, ambivalence, suspicion, curiosity, empower, far off, flimsy, triggered, tentative. So for those who came in as a mixed bag, Here with your emotions, you entered into this experience. You're not alone. And just take a moment here and just think about if the Spirit is a person, not like you and I, but a a person, like an actual thing. What must the Spirit think or feel when the Spirit sees this list too? Right? Okay, next question. We're going to move to what name for the Spirit has stayed with you during these 50 days? And if you're here for the first time, what's, what's a name that you have for the Spirit? So we have names like guide and advocate, counselor, breath, friend. But we also have people who have other names that they've held, like companion, listener, guidance, witness, father, leader, healer, empower, counselor, conscious. So as a, as a body, as a community together, I'm curious, what name do we lean towards and which one do we neglect? Which one do we maybe neglect or move away from? Okay, third and final question, using this whole slide-up, is what is a practice you hope to continue? We, this one, we have multiple choice. So these are the different practices that we we explored as a community. One of our goals for these practices is that there might be One or two of them that you can keep with you as you move through life. So which ones do you hope to continue? So it seems like the breath prayer really was something that was meaningful for a lot of people in this community. Exploring the spiritual gifts. That and uh, fasting and seeking guidance from the Spirit. We talked about... um, Paul said, uh, Do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And how many of us, fasting is actually just trying to hold off on being led by other things. And it doesn't have to be just wine, there's other things leading our life. So, exploring fasting in that way so that we can be guided by the Spirit, spiritual gifts, mercy in the margin, prayer of examine, seeing the Spirit in Scripture. And not a person with the prayer of epiclesis. It was so meaningless. I'm with you. We'll never talk about it ever again. No, actually, I like that. That's the one I would say. Yeah. Okay. So what I'd like to do now is there are people in this room who have sheets of paper that someone else in this room filled out with a number on top. So uh, I'm going to talk, give us opportunity. Some people will never come up on a microphone and share what they've experienced, and that's okay. But other people have other stories. And so our hope through this experience was that we would redeem a friendship with the Spirit. Redeem it. I use that word redeemed because many of us, we've had to work through bad experiences, confusing experiences, messages that were misleading about the spirit. They were given to us along the way and we don't know what to do with it so we kind of just relegate the spirit to, to nothing. or We avoid it. People in this room have their own stories. For instance, I asked three people in this room to share their experiences. Before we began this journey, what was a barrier that you had with the Spirit? Could number one stand up and read?
3: Thinking I could do it on my own, only coming to the Spirit in times of distress.
2: Okay, and two and three, if y'all could stand up and work your way to the microphone. What's a barrier you had in your relationship with the Spirit?
0: Before we began this journey, I thought a relationship with the Spirit had to be extravagant, speaking in tongues and hearing a word from God, and strong emotional reactions to worship. These things are great, but they've never been me, so I figured that meant I wasn't close to the Spirit. Now I know that my relationship with the Spirit is not confined to those characteristics. It can be powerful, but simple and gentle, like a breath prayer.
4: In the tradition I grew up in, the focus was always on Jesus, so engaging with the Spirit has always been foreign to me. This series has allowed me to learn how to communicate with the Spirit directly
1: and not be scared of his presence.
2: But what if we could redeem a pure and childlike belief in God? Oftentimes, Jesus would take the lowly examples and lift them up as what truly means to know and to follow God, and Jesus did that with children. What if we could shake off all that we've been robbed and robbed from us and the simple truths of God's love? What if we could hold on to everything that we would hope to teach young children about God's character and God's love? For instance, we asked uh, children, three different children, what does it mean that God is always close to you? So if four, five, and six could make their way to a microphone. So we asked these children, what would it mean to know that God is always close to you.
0: It lets me know I am protected. When I am lonely, someone is with me. God listens to every need I share.
2: You never feel scared, because when you watch something that might give you nightmares, if you think God is with you, you will feel better.
4: The difference it makes is that when you know God is with you, is that you
2: feel safe and protected. Thank you. The same hope that we would have for our children, maybe God would hope for us as well. And over those 50 days, we have been reminded that we can't leave the spirit behind. Not only would it be an incomplete view of God, but it's also because God is a spirit who is not uh, just an impersonal force, but we remind we are reminded the Spirit longs to be with us. Uh, if responses 7, 8, 9 I could go to the microphone. The Spirit wants to heal and redeem, but the Spirit also wants us to be allowed to experience a life with God anew. So as we are being filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, we now can follow Jesus more fully. The Spirit goes beyond us having constant companionship, but it's also the Spirit wants to meet us in our weakness and our insecurities. So we ask people, where do you need the Spirit's power given to you in your life? Where do you feel vulnerable, exposed, weak? And this is what people said.
0: Every time I open my mouth in a social setting, but most especially with my adult children, so I would speak words of love and encouragement and wisdom rather than words that wound or condemn.
1: I need the Spirit's power to overcome cynicism toward the church. It has been a long season of feeling frustrated at the church, large sea church, not the vine, for what has been going wrong. I need the power of the Spirit to give grace to my brothers and sisters in Christ and to fully participate in a church body and, to lo- and love the church again.
0: I believe that we are a product of our closest friendships, our everyday environment. I think we need the Spirit's power bestowed over our friend groups, our community. I, pr- I pray for embraced, yes, embraced-driven intervention amongst my friends. I pray for more God-loving friends. I pray for consistency in love for the Holy Spirit's power.
2: So the Spirit is here among us. Whether or not we know and been, been present with the Spirit, the Spirit is present with us in us, among us, with us, where two or more are gathered. Jesus has promised the Spirit is here. Jesus said also, it's good that I go. If I don't go, I'm not gonna be able to give you an advocate, a friend, the Spirit that can be with you to empower you. So the final question that we asked at 10, 11, and 12, if y'all could go up to the microphone, the question was, how does the Spirit's personal presence in your life now bring you hope, Healing or peace?
0: In a world, in a world swimming with unbalance, chaos, uncertainty, and constant comparison of have-nots, I am reminded by the Spirit to breathe and be thankful. I am valued and loved as a child of God, not of this world. I
3: think it puts everything into perspective. I've been feeling a little busy slash stress lately, but knowing that the spirit is with me makes everything else less important. A big thing that stuck out to me since this study is that the spirit is closer than my breath, a truth that provides immense comfort as well as conviction. If he is with me, I have a friend through all trials, and if he is near me, I have a greater desire to live in a way that is holy and honorable to him.
1: The Spirit's personal presence in my life reminds me that I'm not alone. As challenging things come my way, I'm able to seek and have access to the power of the Spirit. I find myself connecting with the Spirit when I feel powerless or out of control, and His presence gives me hope that I have a partner who is able, wise, and willing to act on my behalf. I also find hope in knowing that as I try to figure out what it looks like to be a Christian today, that the Spirit is equipping me and preparing me for this life, and He will display His power through me.
2: Thank you all for for sharing, for those who wrote that out. And for those who are literate, we're all very proud of you. So now we're going to open this moment up a little bit uh, for people to share Uh, As our scripture shared today, our role now as followers of Jesus is to go into this world and bear witness. And so, um, just to be honest, like for us, we're like, as our staff, we were super nervous about this because we are so used in our worship to try to control everything, right? Like transitions, what are we going to say, what's the song, what's the message going to be, how is it all going to weave? And so this is honestly, for us, a practice of like surrender to the Spirit believing that the Spirit is at work and people do have something to share. And so we want to open this up uh, for people to share. We have two different questions to be prompt questions, so that it's a little bit more uh, directed than just open. And those two questions, what practice was transformative for you and what difference did it make? And then uh, you could also share a story about a meaningful experience that you had with the Spirit in these 50 days. And so uh, we're going to open this up um, just to kind of like a, just to kind of help us with a little bit of guidance. If you could share just a couple minutes, no more than that, um, just so that we can honor people and enough space for other people to share. And if people could share once, um, yeah, that'd be great. So uh, we would love for people to uh, be able to share now. And I'll wrap this up in a little bit. So now is the fun part.
0: Hi, I'm Christy, for those who don't know me. And um, I think most of you know that I lost my dad uh, in the last two weeks. And so while we were studying uh, about the Holy Spirit and learning to breathe, I spent eight days watching my dad on a breathing machine, breathing in and out for him because he couldn't do it on his own. He could bring in enough oxygen, but he couldn't expel the carbon dioxide. So it was profoundly meaningful to me as I followed along in our study, thinking about the fact that it's not enough for me to just breathe in the oxygen and know that the Spirit is always with me. I have to expel that breath from my lungs. And that means participating in that relationship with the Spirit. I have to acknowledge the Spirit's presence in my life, be open to His leadings, call out to Him for help. Those, both those acts of breathing are essential to our being. And when I arrived at the medical center in Houston, and I told my mom how utterly alone I felt without my people around. And I spent a lot of time alone in the hospital and alone at my dad's bedside. But I came to realize that I was not alone. For one, the people in this room were praying for me, and you were reaching out to me with messages of love and support. brought me fresh clothes. You... um, were present, as I mourned his passing. And the spirit was with me in that hospital room, in the car as I drove to and from my hotel, as I had the conversation with my dad about Jesus and he acknowledged that he's his Lord and savior. When we started this study, one of the things that we were asked to do um, was to look up the words that were used in different translations to describe the spirit. And I wrote down things like counselor, helper, friend, comforter, and strengthener. And I experienced all of those different things during the most challenging time in my life.
5: Yeah, so kind of early on, I, I had a thought to get together with someone. Uh, there'd been some, some trouble And it's not unusual to have that thought, like, well, maybe I should get together with them. And what was different was to bring the Holy Spirit into the conversation, and I realized how odd that was for me. Instead of me figuring it out in my own mind, uh, should I do X? Should I get together with this person? Um, You know, instead it became a conversation with the Spirit to real, to ask, is this you talking, or is just me having a thought? Uh, and then that made it very personal, and that was different. And I realized how seldom I was having a conversation with the Spirit, really seldom. And so that's what stood out, and has been very meaningful. And 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 I did get together with the person, and and the Spirit was there too. So there you go.
3: During the middle of this practice I had a person, sparing details, try to uh, deal out harm to me very unnecessarily, and it was like a a pretty good amount of time for it to like soak in um, before trying to understand, before I really had to respond to it, and um, I just had every right to be angry, defensive, a lot of things. Uh, but I just felt like washed with this overwhelming like love for this person rather than what I feel like in most of any of my past, I would have reacted very differently. Um, and I very much believe that's just walking and being one with the spirit.
4: So through the last uh, 50 days or so, and maybe even a little before then, uh, the practice of, of breath prayer, breathing prayers, and forms of meditation have been something I've been trying to incorporate a little bit more into my prayer life. Uh, one thing I've noticed, and a difference that I think this has made, is I think my prayer life has usually been fairly contained, certain times of the day, maybe in the morning or right before bedtime, or Maybe for one specific instance here and there, but uh, through this practice of breath prayer, I've found to be much more engaged in prayer continually throughout the day. Um, and as an example, people come to mind. It's given me an opportunity to just, uh, you know, offer even just the slightest little prayer, and I know that the Holy Spirit's with me in that conversation. Uh, with
2: God there. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for all the stories that I know that you guys have shared outside this room. Uh, I'd like for us to close this time with just a time of prayer, of thanksgiving that we can have with God's spirit who's with us. So if we can, we're just gonna have a moment here. I'm gonna guide us in a, a prayer of thanksgiving through our breaths. So if you guys could just go ahead and get comfortable here for a second. And I'm going to have the band come up here as we close out. Just take a deep inhale, exhale. Take a moment as you um, inhale and consider um, just all that, that God has been with you in these last 50 days or even in your life. And as you exhale, just express in your own way a prayer of gratitude. As you reflect upon whatever it is in the inhale, just respond simply with your exhale as a gratitude. For the people who have walked with you, for the experience of healing and restoration, for that of joy or new beginnings, And as you inhale, now also just invite the spirit to make this more than just a 50-day experience. Just as you inhale, just do it as a sense of surrender and invitation for this relationship to deepen and continue as you move from here. Scripture said, when we run out of words, the Spirit is inside of us groaning with words that we do not not understand. So just even with your breath, just invite the Spirit to take root in your heart and your life. To empower you. To restore you. To build you up. prepare you for a purpose in this world that's so desperate for justice and mercy, restoration. So Holy Spirit, we are not done with you. We invite you to come into our life, come into this community, that we could be uh, built upon the foundation of your ever presence. And I pray, Holy Spirit that you would truly blow us into this world, scatter us into this world, so that we could be your faithful presence in Austin and in the world. And Francis, go ahead if y'all will stand and join me in worship. Spirit, we thank you for giving us every reason to praise you and worship you. We thank you for testimonies of goodness shared in this room and the testimonies of goodness that we hold in our hearts, that you truly are better We thank you, Jesus, for being better, for caring for us, for loving us, and seeing us through. And all God's people said, amen.
3: We hope you found this message encouraging. If you would like to learn more about The Vine, get connected to our community, or contribute financially to The Vine's ministry, go to our website at thevineaustin.org.